This is Sports Best on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like your Nana trying to pinch your eight-year-old cheeks. However, this show, you won't get Werther's original from your pop-pop once the episode's over. But if you ask nicely, he's Larry Olson. He might mail you some Werther's. How are you doing, Larry? Oh, pop-pop. I miss pop-pop and grandpop. Mop-mop. And mom-mop. Pop-pop. Mom-mop. Mama. I miss mama. Papa. Mama. 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 It sounds like Lady Gaga. That's not why anyone tuned into this. Hey, uh, I am still getting over the heart palpitations of the Monday night football game. I happened to get invited to a non-socially distant Monday night football party at our intern's house who had the screen and the projector out in his backyard. And I got to be honest, we were sitting around catching up, having some uh, grown man uh, beverages. Can you hold on? Can you yeah. clarify something? You said a non-socially distant, meaning you were in close quarters, or did you just misspeak? I'm confused. Well, we were, I mean, we were outside. We were like five and a half feet, not the full six is what I'm saying, because we're having a conversation, but we're outside. We weren't sharing anything. Oh, okay. didn't make, so it was socially distant. Well, it was five and a half feet. That's why it's like, wasn't the complete six. It wasn't like, you know, but by the way, they don't really care in San Mateo County. They, they Their health director is like, he's not, he doesn't suffer any fools, so... They're kind of, they got different rules in San Mateo County. Well, I think the supervisors there have a standing reservation at the French Laundry and they meet Gavin there <laughs> bi-weekly. Anyway, so we're catching up. Haven't seen each other in a while. We're kind of got the Monday night game on in the background. Browns are down 14. Come on, whatever. Browns rally for 14 points in the fourth quarter. And with a minute five to go, they take the lead. Bad thing. There was still a minute to go in the game. Lamar Jackson leads the team to field goal range. Justin Tucker kicks it. Ravens win. But the point spread is what everybody kind of cares about, right? So there's like a second left in the game. And so the Browns are trying to do this, you know, throw the ball lateral, try to get the script. They end up causing a safety, right? <laughs> so the extra two points get tacked on to the score, which means that the Ravens, if you had, if you had the Browns to cover, you don't have the Browns to cover because the Ravens added a meaningless safety at the end of the game. It was kind of a really weird and wild game. I don't know if you caught any of it. Yeah, I saw that. It was it was a wild game. They, they had projected high wins the whole game, and so like the safe bet was taking the under, mm-hmm. and they blew past that. Dude, the then- one team had the under. Like literally, if you just had the Ravens, it was forty five. They covered the under by themselves. I was doing a little research on this. Justin Tucker, the ki- who kicked the field goal, went to Austin Westlake High School, and he was a teammate of Nick Foles. When, really? Yeah. Down the rabbit hole there. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. The uh, Another thing about kicking, I think that um, making people should think about moving the field, uh, the PAT back to be less of a percentage. Right now, since 2010, kickers have made 62% of field goals from north of 50 yards. And two-point conversions are in the 40 to 55% range. So let's just say... PATs are from 50 yard lines. And so it makes people go for two more. I think that'd be exciting. Well, it's funny to push back on that because I think the Ravens kicker missed a PAT or got one blocked in yesterday, last night's game. So just to push back on your point there to move it back. Yeah. Um, the, the Ravens or the um, Browns both covered the over, not the under there. Um, but the so if you're watching this game, the best part of the game, we just had another discussion about poop. Um, <laughs> Baltimore uh, Ravens quarterback, Lamar uh, Jackson, Goes out of the game. We're watching the game. Like I said, we're, we're kind of talking about this game. We're kind of 
paying attention. And then we see Lamar Jackson leave the mm-hmm. game. He like literally runs off the side. Then I'm like, Kirk, what just happened? And he's like, Oh, they're saying he has cramps. That's that was the reason that he said, but they show him running down the hallway to the locker room. And he literally has the, I got a poop run. Like we're like, there's no way he has cramps. He literally has to go to the bathroom in the middle of the game. And that's why he left. And you look at the video of him from the tunnel. That's not a guy that's running with cramps. Someone's yeah. opened the door. He's like, no, get out of the way. I gotta go. It made me think of uh, Joe Paterno trotting off the field, the most famous pooper, mid-game pooper. Well, so this is what, like, the, the broadcast isn't saying anything. This is, like, literally with just two guys watching the game are, like, kind of theorizing that, oh, yeah, he had to go to the bathroom, right? But then literally the New York Post has a story, like a legitimate journalist writes a story that Lamar Jackson denies that he had to go poop in the middle of the game. There's just always a stigma with going to the bathroom and everybody's... No, but but th- here, was, here was my point. Don't, why wouldn't we hear about this more? I mean, athletes, there's also, how many people are there on a field of a football game? You'd think more people would be going to the bathroom in the middle of a game. Yeah. I don't think I ever had to. We never hear about it. No, you don't. Well, generally it's not, I mean, there's at any given time, there's probably three cameras on the quarterback. So it's like, you can't do anything in secret. Well, I'm just, my point is it came up last night in the Monday game and I'm shocked that we don't have this happen more often, not just in football, basketball, well, baseball, right? They come off the field in between innings and all that stuff. They can take care of their business, but football, you're right. Quarterback has the camera on them all the game. I don't know how we don't see this happen more often. All right. Moving on from the number two talk. I was thinking last Wednesday, I ate an apple. And I felt the universe kind of shake. And I feel like you were possibly eating an apple last Wednesday. Did you eat an apple at 239 Pacific last week? Uh, I did not. Oh. Dang it. Dang it. Well, I, I, I was recycling thinking that we were saying to like uh, former Bay Area teams. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the former Oakland Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr, now the Las Vegas Raiders, him and Nick Mullins threw a pick six within one minute of each other. They can't tell the exact time, but going back to Twitter, the angry texts both started around 3.50 Pacific time. They threw pick sixes at the same time. These guys are almost as good as us, but apparently not quite. So did something actually happen in the space-time continuum, or is this just happenstance? There was a glitch in the Matrix, and these guys... There was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess it's not that impressive that it happened, but it's a cool coincidence. Maybe cooler if it happened in Oakland and San Francisco. At what point does Oakland lose its affiliation with, uh, not, obviously not yet, at what point do the Raiders lose their affiliation with Oakland? Like, do you still, because we're still obviously reporting on them as being a Bay Area team. They will fade over time. People will care less and less. You know, I live in the Bay Area, so I noticed like the the radio stations, the TV stations feature them way less than they used to. Mm-hmm. So this, this will be a completely Vegas enterprise. I predicted two and a half years. I'm going to say that maybe in two and a half years, I'll agree with you. Maybe two and a half years, the Oakland Raiders will no longer be known as the Oakland Raiders, but we will always have the footnote of them being in Los Angeles because of the 1989 Nintendo game Tecmo Bowl, where it's illegal to play with Bo Jackson. Why? Because he was too good. Who's too good. You didn't, oh, that, you that, didn't play Tech Mobile? You weren't no, allowed to play with the Raiders because you couldn't tackle Bo Jackson. <laughs> Rightfully so. Oh, he was so good. But um, yeah. Do you remember him running over Bosworth? 
in the yeah. Monday night game. I mean, that's one of the most famous things that happened. And then also, I guess maybe I'm a, a, a dirty person, but <laughs> him getting injured was oddly unsatisfying. Like, had a, any other mortal been tackled the same way, they wouldn't have generated enough power to cause the injury in his hip. But like the Theismann injury, you knew it was gross. But when Bo Jackson got, he got tackled and he used so much force and his his body kept going, but uh, his hip got messed up. That was unsatisfying for me. Oh, no's injuries? <laughs> yes. No? Yeah, Those Bo but- commercials were all up in my childhood. He was good. I miss Bo Jackson good. and I don't miss Derek Carr. You know what I don't miss? What? Line cutters. You know when you're waiting in a long line and you see someone like, oh, hey, they like, hey, friend, have a seat. And then they like sneak in the line. Yeah. Oh, me? I want st- to stab. You do that? Yeah, I'll do that from time to time. It's not my go-to. I'll do it, but I will never call anyone out. I feel like it takes a certain amount of self-confidence that maybe I lack to be like, excuse you. Have you ever seen somebody do that, though? Call someone out? Yeah. Yeah. Does it get ugly? It has sometimes. I think more times people don't like conflict, so the person that gets yelled at backs down. I didn't cut someone in line, but I was at Party City once, and this girl didn't (laughs) like how I walked past her. And I didn't even see this happen, but she pushed her shopping cart at me and she tried to hit me. Nicole almost fought her. I didn't even see it happen. People people get aggressive. That's passive aggressive communication, as you well know, Andrew. She could have just told you, hey, I don't like you cutting. Yeah. Is this a lead into the national uh, line cutting event that ESPN's going to put on with the next X Games? No, but that would be <laughs> sweet. No, Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, says they will not be jumping the COVID vaccine line and getting their players and fans ready for Super Bowl 55 that'll, as you know, be held in February. I, I'm wondering why he had to come out. Do you think everybody thought the NFL was going to jump in line? Does he want to get out ahead of the news and say, like, they're not? I mean, clearly this is a PR stunt. I guess it's a PR stunt. I think a better PR stunt in a way to help the NFL's image even more. Let's have the Super Bowl. Let's have it at full capacity. If you have a ticket to the game, you get the vaccine. And all proceeds of ticket sales go to COVID research. That's a great idea. Because I don't think the pl- the players, I think, are rounding down to a 0% chance that they're going to get, they're, they're elite athletes. I mean, maybe their enlarged hearts might hurt them, but the people that are most at risk are the ones watching the game. So I think that would be kind of cool. Be like, hey, buy a ticket to Super Bowl 50 for 20 grand and times... 20 grand times 50,000 people, that's a lot of COVID research money. Damn, I wasn't even thinking about you making this into a whole fundraiser. I like it. Yeah, so I think feel-good stories are what this show is about, and I think the NFL could <laughs> could stand to use a good feel-good story. You think? Right. <laughs> Man, I like it. I don't got 20 grand, so. Yeah. Speaking of feel-good stories, oh. the first deaf football team football championship high school football championship in texas happened and they they smeared him it was a six-man football that was a terrible intro to a great story but this <laughs> this team in texas is a school for the deaf tsd the texas school for the deaf has a six-man football team and the way they do the snap count is they have this huge bass drum and one of the coaches hits it and i read the story and i was like oh that's kind of interesting they're hitting the bass drum for him to feel it and what he does is he takes a baseball bat and he looks like he's trying to go yard on every single hit. And so the players can feel the vibrations within their chest to 
to be able to know when the snap count happens. And they throttled the team they beat. It was 63 to 32. Watch out. Um, I don't – far be it for me to criticize the bass drum tactic, but they're deaf, not blind. Can't they just watch when the ball's hiked? They could. I mean, that's the same thing as a silent count. <clears throat> and also it gives the opposing team a, a little bit of an advantage because they know in the – they know. I guess you don't know if it's on one or two. Uh, but apparently Veritas, who they played, did not take advantage of that advantage because they still lost 62 to 32. I think also with modern technology, why don't they have like little um, buzzers that are all like implanted in them and they can just, it vibrates. Okay, you being up an even greater part, the opposing team is watching when the coach is hitting the drum so everybody knows when they're going on the same time, so it doesn't matter. And true talent played out and they won. Um, I'm hoping this becomes a Disney movie because I love like the emotional you know, um, Rudy, mm -hmm. uh, the rookie, you name it. I love it. I will cry for a great. So I think this makes for a great deaf football to reality movie. What's a better movie? Angels in the outfield or rookie of the year? Uh, have it, you seen either? Uh, I have not seen angels in the outfield. My kids have bugged me and I'm trying to hold them off. Rookie of the year is the, the kid because he plays in the major league. Yeah, baseball. He plays for the Cubs. Yeah. He, he, he gets hurt and his tendon, Heels tight, and so he throws like a hundred mile an hour fastball just like by moving his wrist. It's crazy. Hmm. It's a uh, it's a good kid movie. I liked it as a kid. I don't think it would hold up for adult <laughs> Andrew. What kid movie holds up? Um, or being the love bug? Would. I rewatched Beetlejuice recently, and I watched it as a kid. And looking back at it now, there's a lot of f bombs. There's a lot of innuendos that just went over my head. But that's not a kid's movie. Uh, did, you, did you tell my kids like they should not watch Beetlejuice? I think it was you. Probably. Don't watch yeah. that. I don't. I don't need to see Beetlejuice anytime the soon. Sandlot. I'm gonna say the Sandlot holds up. Sandlot is outstanding. Probably. My kids love that movie. Yeah. Stand by me. Not so much. They didn't like that, or you don't like it? Oh, yeah. I don't. They can't watch Stand by Me, bro. I think that's like that's like 1980s PG-13, which is really like R. A young, a young River Phoenix. Yes. Yes. We have breaking Native American news. The Cleveland Indians will no longer be known as the Cleveland Indians. They're going to change their name because the name Indians is offensive to some. They have not announced what their name will be. They're just going to go with Cleveland for this upcoming baseball season. Um, some thoughts, they could be called the Cleveland Spiders, which they were once called in the 19th century, the Naps. One name that's been bandied about, which I think is awesome, is the Cleveland Rocks. They have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. Oh. Right? The Cleveland Rocks? Are you with yeah, me like on the, this? That was the opening music to the Drew Carey show. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah. exactly. Why not? I don't understand why this isn't getting more buzz that they're not the, the Cleveland Rocks. Why are we not getting more buzz that the Naps is one letter off than the baseball team in Washington, D.C.? The Naps playing the Nats. Like, you don't know who's... You, that's up 2-1 over the Nats. You don't know who that's going to be. I think I'm cool with every T-Sports team going to the Dallas football team, the San Francisco baseball team. The, uh, Washington did it. The Snyder family did it. That's fine with me. You know what? I mean, the only reason is you miss out on merchandising or a logo. I was a little skeptical of Washington do it, but you're right. I think it's turned out pretty good this year. The yeah, Washington they franchise. They did it well. They did it well. By the way, the Indians, formerly the Indians, have played more than 17,000 games with that nickname. They won two World Series titles with the name the Indians, by the way. Their last coming in 
as you know, 1948. And they're in the current longest drought of a, yep. winning a World, World Series. 72 years, as you well know. Yeah, what's going to happen first? Are we going to stop calling them the Oakland Raiders, or are we going to stop slipping up and saying the Cleveland Indians? Because, I mean, on this show, you said the Washington Redskins the other day, and that I was did? A, a slip. Yeah. Man, that's offensive. That's offensive. Some. I don't know. So what is it? The, the Raiders? I think people I think people are going to have a harder time letting go of this. I think people will be on board with the spirit of it. But you're like you said, 17,000 games. It's hard to just stop calling them that. Yeah. Especially I'm when gonna, they're irrelevant. I think the Indians will go quicker than the Oakland Raiders. Okay. What's your favorite thing about working for sports best? My favorite thing is the trail mix that we have in the break room. And it's that we have 16 days paid holiday instead of the average 15. I'm a big fan of the dental care, to be honest with you. I care a lot about my teeth. You eat a lot of candy, so you need to watch out for that dental care. Apparently, <laughs> there's a list of best employers in sports, and what? two professional teams made that list for the second really? time this year. And they're both terrible teams. The Miami Dolphins and the Atlanta Hawks. That is what? Some of the reasons that people like working there is because of their attention to the community and safety measures with covid and i think that's great i, I don't want to work for the dolphins i have a pair of dolphins shorts because my friend used to work for them i would not have guessed those two teams out of all of the professional sports franchises in america the dolphins and the hawks, the, the hawks. would not have picked those two yeah well after ray finkel and ray einhorn took over the dolphins that helped out. Also, the Peach Bowl was on the list. You never think about bowls being a complete company, but they, they're they a full year-round entity, I guess. So working so that's for the like, Peach Bowl is the best employer. That's like two Atlanta franchises be, being ranked as top employers. Yeah, so maybe we should submit to work for the Dolphins? I don't know. What, Where was the – two questions. Where was WWE on that list? Uh-huh. Not that on there? The, that was It was the top 20, and WWE is on number 41. Okay. And where were the Lakers on there? The Lakers are <clears throat> at the top of worst franchises to work for. Oh, dang it. Nobody wants to work for. What about roller derby? Was roller derby any franchises on that list? Name me one roller derby team. The, uh, besides, the San Francisco Globe. The, gra- the Lady Grapes. The Lady Grapes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah Fuller becomes the first female kicker to kick a PAT or score any points in the Power Five Conference. She did it. It's a big story. Are you excited? Did you did you sit your daughter down and say you can accomplish anything? Man, uh, I feel like it's best that I don't comment on the story because I come off looking and sounding like a chauvinist. So yeah. I'm going to zoop. I had an interview recently, and the first thing that the inter- the woman interviewing me said is, you know, this is a woman-owned business, right? And I was like, yeah, I, I researched the company. I-, I know that. She's like, okay. So I want you to say, how does that make you feel, and how is that going to change how you approach your job? And I thought about it for a while. I was like, this feels like a trick question, but it's not going to change how I approach my job. Like, if is the answer, I'm going to be less offensive like i don't i think sarah fuller of course she could kick a field goal it's i think it's something to accomplish because she broke down a barrier but the fact that she did it i think many many females or many people can kick pats hats off to sarah fuller but i'm not impressed but it's the journey that she's undergone to get here and the scrutiny yeah it's kind of like gi jane yeah she's sleeping in her own barracks i'm sure i mean she's got to have her own locker room 
by the way, that's a way underrated Demi Moore movie. I say it's top three. Is it? Ghost is out of the top five for me, but G.I. Jane, top three. Wow. Maybe I need to rewatch that. The scene where she shaves her head, I tears, tears. So I think the takeaway from today's Sports Best episode is that Larry likes to cry, right? And you don't like drums. And I want to see more quarterbacks taking number twos in the middle of a game. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. I mean, maybe that'll be the marquee of his Hall of Fame speech is, hey, remember that time I had to leave the game? Because I had cramps. Yeah. This has been Sports Best on the Reposted Podcast Network. I'm Andrew for Larry, the guy, and thanks for stopping by.